that have given their very lives to, to have freedom for us. We've been talking about um, faith, and this is the second week and the end of this. It's just a quick two-week series called Full of It, and we're talking about being full of faith. And, of course, in a world that we live in today, that could mean a whole lot of things, so we're going to put that faith in that blank there. We want to be full of faith. I want to review a little bit from last week. And uh, so here's what we did last week. And uh, just to kind of go over these these points, you you have to believe God is able. And uh, so that was one of those things we talked about. If you don't believe that God is able, you're already stymieing yourself right there. So we're, we're going to believe that God is able. Secondly, we're going to believe it's in the book. God always goes what's inside the bounds of this book. You can count that to be for real and for sure. So uh, as you know, if it's in the book, man, and God is able, then we can count it done. Third was obey the law. So in other words, just do what God says. We are all subject to laws, whether you like them or not. We'll talk about that in a second, but we're all subject to them. There's laws of gravity. You don't have to like gravity, but it's still, you're going to enjoy it if you jump off the building. It works. So uh, we're subject to the laws, speed limit laws. Police officer will arrest a Christian, he should, is just as much as he'd arrest somebody that's not a believer if they're disobeying the law. Uh, so we're subject to laws, and then faith is the law. And that's where we're going to kind of springboard off that because we want to be full of faith. And so we're going to open right away with the Bible in Mark chapter 11, 12 through 14. It says, The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off, and so he went over to see if he could find any figs. There are only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat of your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. I'm going to say that part right again. The disciples heard him say it. God doesn't say things just by accident. He's not just speaking gibberish. He's not over talking to himself. Jesus was saying something not so that they could eavesdrop and hear him. He said it on purpose so they heard him say it. And that's really important for you to know. Uh, he is beginning to teach them something so they can understand what he said. He is saying something, and it, it is the final. When God says it, how many would believe that God would mean what he says? When I was growing up, you know, my sister is in the building, and you know I could tell her a lot of things, or she could tell me a lot of things. And the common question that in the exchange of brother, sister, sibling would be, who said it? Did mom say that? Did dad say that? Because you're not the boss of me. If dad said that or mom said that, then it was as good as written in stone because then I could ask them or whatever, then we had to do it. This is what I want you to understand. Jesus is saying something. He's wanting to say, we're going to move down in that same chapter to 20 through 24. And uh, this is really the, where we're going to push through and, and understand some things today. It says the next morning, so 24 hours have passed. They've been, they walked through the town. He saw the tree. He went to the tree, looked for fruit, no fruit. Cursed the tree. Moved, the disciples heard him, goes into town. Next day, coming back, this is what happens. They passed by the fig tree he had cursed. The disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree. Now, let me just pull something out of here. The, the Bible's telling you something here. It says from the roots up. In other words, this isn't just something that's just is something that is at the core of this tree. So when we are believing something, it is in the core of what you believe. That's where this happens. So the roots up. Uh, Peter remembered what Jesus had said. So he remembers 
on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. You do a word study, anything means anything. Uh, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Now, I'm saying all that just to say as we pray and you hear me pray, and when we talk about things, we believe we receive when we pray according to Scripture now. We believe before it shows up, we've, re we've already got it before we see it. That's what this is talking about. Now, what I want to I talk to you this morning is in that realm where Jesus is saying, I'm telling you, he's trying to say, you need to listen to me. I'm telling you, I'm about to show you something. I want you to understand something. Peter is amazed. The tree that you cursed, look, it's dead. Jesus is not amazed. Now, the reason Jesus is not amazed is because I'm going to show you this is how the kingdom works, and this is how we receive everything in the kingdom. Jesus isn't amazed. Why is that? Because he understands what the kingdom, he understands the laws that operate in the kingdom. Here's our first thought this morning. Say what you're believing for. You've got to say what you're believing for. Jesus is saying, this is how the kingdom operates. I'm going to tell you the truth, or I tell you he's about to, when he says that, that is happening. If we were in college, I had a professor, and the professor would say, you might want to write this down. There's a good clue. You might want to write that down. Because that professor, on all of us, kind of, that was going to be on the test for sure. If he said that, you could bet on the exam, whatever he just said was going to be there. So you would see people like, you got a pen? You got a pen? Because there would be dudes in class that never showed up for class, except for, you might want to write this down. And they would pass because that's how he did the test. Jesus is trying to show us something. He's saying, listen, you need to hear me. It's almost like I, there's an echo. You know, I, you need to hear me. Uh, you need to hear me. So Peter's amazed at what happens. Jesus isn't because he's going to, I'm going to tell you why this happened. I'm going to show you why this happened. This is the primary law of the kingdom. It's how you got saved. That's how everything happens in the kingdom of God. You spoke with your mouth, you believed in your heart, and you do not doubt. You speak with your mouth, you believe in your heart, and you do not doubt. You speak with your mouth, you believe in your heart, and you do not doubt. You might want to write this down. No. <laughs> That's how everything happens in the kingdom. It's a law. So in that, knowing that, you can curse your life or you can speak life to your life. It's really up to you. There's a, there's a law in the kingdom of God. That's how it functions. If you want to go the other route, the kingdom of darkness, I mean, if you want to play Darth Vader and do the dark side, it's going to function because it's looking for those kind of confessions and that kind of belief system. There are people that do that. Well, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. I don't want to say that, do you? Well, I'm just waiting on something bad. It looks good, but you just wait. There's a hook. I don't like that. I mean, I understand there are some things that happen that aren't so good, but I would rather be around positive people that are saying, you know, declaring the things that God said and watch how things change. It's a law. I, have, I talk to people all the time, and there are people that will, you know, they'll basically, how are things? Well, at our house, 
You know, Mary Ellen, she's sicker than the dog. She got the flu. She gave it to Jim Bob. Jim Bob gave it to Jason. John Boy, he just, he got snot running like a river. He's, you know, and, and I'll probably get it. The whole house will be sick before you know it. And before you know it, they're all got some flu bug. Well, you, again, you can say, well, Brett, does it really matter? According to the word, it does. According to what Jesus is saying, if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart. Now, sometimes we th say things we don't really believe, but we just say them. And I understand that. And I think God knows your heart because man judges on the outside, but God does what? He judges the heart. But he also takes in effect what you set in motion with your mouth. So you need to understand we're going to put all of these things together and hopefully make this a little easier so you can be like, ah, oh, I get this. Sometimes we do this. <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. I tried it. I did this. I believe that. And I'm still sick or I'm still broke or I'm always going to be in debt. You know, but we were in a service and we just felt God. And, and we understand we're, we're physical beings and we have emotions and feelings. But we just knew we didn't. By the time we get home and we see the bill and Ohio Edison's there and Columbia Gas is saying you still owe this and your budget, you're overdue and this and that, you're like, it's never going to happen. Okay, now listen, we confess with our mouth, we believe with our heart, and we do not doubt. What are you confessing, and what are you really believing? Is this just an exercise? If we're not, we'll kind of be like the cowardly lion on the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I do believe, I do, I do, I do. All the while, monkeys are carrying him away. So we got to start understanding this is a law. Your heart only receives what it believes. Listen to what I just said. Your heart receives what it believes. You can say things. If you don't believe them, that's why they're not moving. That's why it's not happening. You have to understand in your belief system that's your heart runs by experience because we're human beings, but we are also spiritual beings because we have a part that connects with God. But what we do is we, because we live on this earth, in a human body, we go by experience. I know that chair will hold me. I've sat in that chair before. My experience is that chair will hold me. So I can sit in that chair, and I don't have to worry that chair will hold me. Why? I've done it before. So a lot of times we do life by experience. Well, this has worked before. If it didn't work, you know, we, I'm going to try something else. We have to understand in the kingdom, it isn't seeing is believing. It is believing is seeing. So sometimes you don't have the experience up front first. Help me. You're going to experience it as you believe it. Jesus isn't amazed at the death of the fig tree because he cursed it. He knew it was going to die from the roots up because that's the belief system. So when he's walking by, he's not going over to the tree because he knows it's dead. Peter's like, you're too legit to quit. Look at that. That's dead. Of course it's dead. I mean, Kim and I have seen, we have lived the Bible and still living. We don't know everything. We certainly don't. But there, we, we sat in a house, the house we had before this one, and we had, uh, we had a sign made up on our garage that said Pinewood Acres because it had pine trees that lined the drive and, and the big wispy kind of pine trees. I love those. The wind goes through those and it sounds really cool. And we had all these trees and the previous owner, every once in a while there was where they'd cut one down where some of the trees had died. We had a tree up by the house that was brown, dead on a doorknob. And we, and we just said, you know what, we're going to have to cut that down. 
And then we thought of what we're talking, what I'm telling you today. I'm going to speak life to that tree. If it works this way, it'll work the other way. So I did. We went and laid hands on the tree, and I said, I speak life to this tree. Father, I, I pray these, these uh, things start getting better in Jesus' name. I thank you for it. I thank you that life comes back in this tree. God, and it starts getting green again. And inside of two weeks, the tree started turning green. Now, the next day, now listen to me. The next day I went out, the tree looked exactly the same as it did the day before. And the day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that. I guess I didn't have fig tree faith, but I had pine tree faith. But what happened is I kept declaring in the time, and that's what I'm going to show you today, in the time in the interim, in the time where you confess with your mouth, you believe with your heart, and do not doubt. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if you don't see a change. I'm telling you, in your belief system, you know it's changed. Inside of two weeks, that tree started turning green, and by the time we moved, we never cut it down. It started growing and flourishing again. And you know what? I probably was a little different. I was probably kind of still like Peter. Wow, check that out. But inside, I knew it was going to happen. Faith always has a point of release. Your belief system is always going to, you'll know when you believe it. Because you know when you don't believe it. Think about it. You know, you know when you believe and you know when you don't. You know when you're kind of on the edge. But you see, it's a law. Your heart receives what it believes. That's why Jesus always located faith. What does your faith say? He's not asking about what the other person's faith. What does your faith say? You see, because some of you are looking for a miracle that you need, not what they need. What do you say? That's why I told Peter, who do you say I am? Some say Elijah. Some say that, okay, get it. Who do you say, Pete? I'm asking you this morning, what do you say? Your heart determines what you say and what you believe. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Not what he thinks in his head, what he thinks in his heart. So if you say, we'll never be out of debt, or even if you say we'll be out of debt, but you don't believe that, you're not going to get out of debt. Now, and I'm not trying to be hard, I'm not trying to be harsh, but that's why this isn't working for you. Now, this isn't about get out of debt. I'm just talking about whether it's a sickness, you know, you need a part of your body, then you need to start declaring what God says. Lord, this is what you said. You said. Just like me and my sister. Did dad say that? Yeah, dad said that. Okay. That's what you're going to have to declare. Declare what God said and believe that. So sometimes you don't have to understand everything, but you're just going to have to believe and trust. As long as you said that, I don't, I don't know how it's going to happen. But let me tell you, that's not your job to know how it's going to happen. Your job is just to believe that it's going to happen. That's your job. How he does it, that's his job. It's our decision to walk by the kingdom and walk in the way God's called us to do or not. It's up to us. He placed those laws there for us to use and he has given us authority to operate in those laws next week i'm going to talk about authority getting plugged in so i'm not going to do this just willy-nilly so you're like okay great i have no idea i'm going to show you and today i think is going to be very beneficial for you this is how the primary uh this is how faith is primarily re re released in the earth realm 
We believe with our heart, we speak with our mouth, so we confess with our mouth, believe in our heart, and we do not doubt. That's how faith is released. That's how it happens every single time. Genesis 126, God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They'll reign over the flesh in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, the small animals that scurry along the ground. So we were made to rule on the earth. Chapter 2 of Hebrews says every single thing was placed under our feet. It says everything. God gave us authority to be able to do the things that he wants you to do. We are made in the image of God. You've heard the phrase like father, like son. <clears throat> I've got four children. I love them with my life and my boys and stuff. You know, my son, Zach, my oldest son, he was the guy on whatever that thing is called. But that's kind of cool. It makes neat sounds or whatever, the box. <laughs> At Cafe TLC, we have the box. Uh, so anyway, uh, you know, there's a picture of me when I was a little boy and I'm sitting in my grandma's uh, back steps with my sister, who my, I call her Crunch, but anyway, sis is back there, and she's sitting beside me. We're eating popsicles, and I got a little apron on. It's an apron, not a dress, so it's an apron. If I had the picture, you know, maybe sometime I'll bring the picture and show you. And we've had people come up and go, "Oh, cool! Who's that kid sitting with Zach?" And I'm like, "That's not Zach. That's me." So you know what I'm saying is. There's there's such a a likeness. There's a there's an image thing going on there and we were made in the image of God No, we don't all look alike But God has put certain things in your dna that are like, you know what? You know, sometimes people say something. Oh, yeah, he's a gleesman I'm not sure if that's good or bad. I think it's good But wouldn't it be great when people see those attributes about you they can say yep, they're a believer Here's our second thought Now, Jesus was saying, I don't say anything unless I've seen my father say it. Our second thought is this, hear and obey. Hear and obey. My wife told a story in the first service of uh, kids just, we're just going through some stuff. And she was up all night trying to tend Maddie. Uh, She had a fever. And so she was just, you know, and moms, you know, probably, I mean, you know, she's wringing the cloth out and taking her temperature every 20 minutes. How many times somebody ever say, well, if you get in the hospital, you'll rest. How many ever rested in a hospital? Every 20 minutes, they're poking you, prodding you or something. Roll over. Let me get your blood pressure. Open. Say, ah. Mm. You know, I mean, it's just kind of, you can't rest in there. So she's, she's actually just, you know, and her fever's not going down. And I went down and just went to sleep on the couch. Because I can't sleep because she's up. Put Maddie, you know, she's taking care of Maddie. So I went down to sleep. And so she, and, inside, she's like, how can he sleep? I mean, I'm up here. I'm worried. Why? I mean, she's kind of getting mad. Now, let me explain something. She's not really mad at me. It's just the fact that because this is what I did. I prayed for Maddie. I spoke with my mouth. I believed with my heart. And I didn't doubt. As far as I'm concerned, it's done. Time to go to bed. I'm tired. God's got this now. I don't have to know how he's going to do it. He's got it. So I go and I do that. I go to sleep. That's, you know, how could Jesus sleep in a boat when it's, why is he sleeping? We're going to die. He understands his assignment. Let me just tell you, this is the issue that we have in the kingdom and where the enemy gets you. He's after the word that gets planted. He's going to be after what I'm trying to plant in you today, but you're going to have to incubate that. You're going to have to protect it 
because really we have a lot of say sometimes. There's sometimes we have to wait. It's just Hebrews says faith and patience bring the promise. Sometimes it's, it's about just, okay, I've done everything I can do. This is up to God. But I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to pick it back up and take it. I'm going to give it to him. Let's move on. Next, we have to understand I've got to hear and obey. If God tells me to do something, I've got to obey. And this is what the Lord told Kim. She's, she's fussing with Maddie, and, and she's tired. She's, you know, when you're, she's agitated. She would give her life for the kids. I mean, she's just literally, she is a mom that will just, you know, she would take care of those kids for everything because she loves them. And the Lord said to her, and this is what she felt like she could just hear that. Now, listen, I'm trying to I'm trying to get this principle to you. This is what Jesus said to her. Stop hindering me. Now, I want you to let that sink in. Is she doing anything wrong? Absolutely not, except worry. She's not casting. She's not trusting. She's not confessing with her mouth, believing with her heart, and she's She's doubting because she obviously thinks she's got to help God. Now, if God's telling you, make her comfortable, you know, give her some Tylenol, ibuprofen or whatever, nothing wrong with that. But you're going to eventually you're just going to say, God, you know what? You got this. And you got to start speaking to that mountain. Can I ask you this morning, what's your mountain? What is it that's up and standing in front of you that you're like, you know what? This won't go away. Can I tell I just want you to hear me because you know what? Goliath actually made David. It's a giant that actually put him and thrust him into kinghood. God had already declared it, but David had to face his, you know, what is your giant? Speak with your mouth. Confess it. Believe in your heart and do not doubt. David, I mean, I don't even have, I'm off my notes, so I'm just telling you something David didn't even say, you know, this is what he said. Listen, I did the lion. I got the bear. This dude is no different because Jesus is too legit to quit. He didn't say it that way, but you know what I'm saying. He's basically saying, just let me at him. I'll shut this guy's mouth. But see, what we do is we listen to the voice of the enemy. Fear, doubt, twisting. Did God say and the, what you're believing for, you have to believe before you see it in the real, you see it in the spirit. That incubation time is the time. Hear and obey. It happens through our words. How we take authority, what we release on the earth, through our words. Faith is in, of the mind, it's not just mental sense, not knowledge. I've known people that know the Bible we had a board in one church, and this dude, man, he could run circles around me as far as Bible knowledge. I don't care. I mean, I, I know a lot about the Bible, and I got a lot more to learn. Here's the thing. It's not about knowledge. It's about belief. It's about putting it in function. Do you understand? Do you understand that a child, this is why children are so, they don't really understand how it works. They just believe. They don't have to know. They can come up and just pray for you. And because they just know Jesus loves people and he wants to make you whole, that's all they need to know. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. Do not doubt. Romans 8, 6, and 8. Letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. Letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Sinful nature is always hostile to God. Never did obey God's laws and never will. 
That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. See, the mind doesn't release faith. You don't get it out of your mind. It comes, that's why it comes out of your heart, your belief system. It comes out of what you believe. Faith is not birthed in your mind. It's birthed in your heart. God put a measure of faith there. He put it to everybody. So you're going to have to use that. Confession is also not of the head. You can confess, but if you don't believe, it's not going to get you anywhere. It's not releasing anything. Hebrews 11.1 1 says faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It's the evidence of things we cannot see. We get hope. And if you do a Greek word study on hope, it's confident expectation. It's the precious promises. Paul says they are all yes and amen. All the promises of God that are for you and me are yes and amen. Every single one of them, all means all. God doesn't just choose, I'm going to bless Brett. I'm not going to bless Jim. I'm going to bless Sally. I'm not going to bless, you know, Susie. I'm going to, you know, he doesn't do that. I like this. I don't like, he works by covenant. He works by law in this kingdom. There's a king and this is what rules and reigns. Just like on earth, there are laws that happen. There's terrible things that have happened recently in this world that we need to be praying for, for those families that were, you know, in, in bombings and all that. So we need to be praying for this, some nasty stuff. And they're after the people that did that stuff because their laws have been, that have been broken. How many understand what I'm talking about? You, you just can't do that kind of thing and have no repercussion. Nobody gets away with anything. People will be like, oh, they got off scot-free. Nobody gets off scot-free. God sees everything. And there will be a day. We have to understand in the laws of the kingdom, if we want them to, we want, we need people that don't know Jesus that go, I don't know who this Jesus is, but I want to find out because I don't see how that's working. That's just amazing. When they can see the kingdom of God working in your life to the point where they're like, wow, how did that happen? Faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17, hearing the good news about Christ. Jesus said, I get my food that you know not of. He's talking about the word of God. So you got to feed your spirit. You got to start feeding on the word. Don't just eat once a week. Don't just eat on Sunday. I mean, you can get some good food here on Sunday, but if you're just eating on Sunday, boy, I don't know what kind of diet that is. You need something else. You need something through the week. You need something that's going to give you a little shot in the arm, keep you going. That you can say, all right, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Now, we, we just have to understand, again, believing in our heart. That's our belief system, confessing with our mouth and, and not doubting. Jesus is telling people, those that have ears, let them hear. We incubate that. God's job is to grow it or make that happen. I have people that come up and say, why is God doing this? Why did he do this to me? God doesn't do evil. God isn't putting sickness on you. God isn't doing bad things. We have to confess. I mean, I don't want to serve a father that's doing that. Do you? My kids have to know that when they come to me, they come to me for complete protection. I'm going to give them complete protection. Do you understand? I mean, does that make sense? There have been times, and this is true, people have come unglued and unchained in front of me, and I thought, this is about to go down. 
and I had my kids with me. Sammy was only about like this, and Zach wasn't much taller, and Mal, and I had a guy, I mean, he jumped right in my face, and he's, I thought he's, you know, I don't like anybody. Do you like people in your space? I'm not a space person. Danger, Will Robinson. I'm not one of them. I mean, if you get in my space, I'm like, I'm not liking that. I remember taking Sam and just pushing him around, and I turned to Kim, and, I, and we were living in a camper, 24-foot camper, on a mission from God. Waiting, we're trying to get a house ready so we could get in before the snow hit. It was, it was not a good situation. And so anyway, this guy's right in front of me, and he is using some very colorful language. And I don't know what he's saying, something about, you know, I ought to, you know, whatever. And I just turned to Kim and said, get the kids and take them to the camper. Because I thought, he's about, he's already unglued. He's going to hit me or something or try. And in my mind, I'm trying to think, what am I going to do? I don't know. Sometimes I'm human. I haven't got the knack of always turning the other cheek. So in my mind, I'm thinking, if he does this, this what, what, what should I do? I don't want to, I don't want to be on the news. Local pastor, Dex, you know, <laughs> I want to be that. So, but what I'm saying is total protection. I'm just like, I want my kids out of here. You know, and she knows me well enough. She's like, she just grabbed the, you know, just like a, a hen and chicks. Come on, kids, let's go. And she's like getting them, and they're looking back. Like, what's the matter? What's dad going to do? <laughs> and I just like, now listen, I didn't even share this before. In, in my, I didn't declare, you know, I rebuke you and Jesus. I didn't get all religious. I didn't try to come. This, I'm just like, Lord. And I heard down in here, just God, just basically saying to me i got this i got this and this guy i'm just going to say his name was jerry that's all i'm going to tell you his name was jerry and i said jerry i'm i'm sorry you're so mad at me i'm sorry if i've hurt you i don't know what i can do to make this you see this different or something like that and i'm telling you it's just like he was still mad but he just backed up got in his truck and left now what I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is there's different forms of confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and do not doubt. I just did what I felt God telling me to do. That was my confession. I believed in my heart. The premise of the root system of that was God has got this. And I didn't doubt it. So I spoke it. Faith without works is what? Dead. So I spoke that out. God diffused that whole thing. The guy left. Never took a swing at me. I never took a swing at him, and to this day, I've never had to. If I saw him today, he'd probably come up and shake my hand. Here's our third point. On-the-job training. God's going to give you on-the-job training. You might not want it, but he's going to give you on-the-job training. Once you know who you're in Christ and you know your assignment, you'll be able to do anything God's called you to do. Because you'll believe ex everything he tells you. There's people that have said, you know, I was on staff and the guy said this. He said, you need, to, uh, you need the flu shot. And I'm not against anybody getting a flu shot. If you need a flu shot and you feel to get it, have at it. But I can't remember our insurance at the time. And I don't, rem I don't remember. I just, I wasn't about to get a flu shot. And he was just adamant about that. He was like, you need to get yourself a shot. You need a flu shot. What you need, you need a flu shot. 
And he would just tell me, you need a flu shot, I need a flu. And that guy, and I, God love him, but he was sick all the time. I never got a flu shot, and I never got sick at all. So, and you know, that was my, you know, and you might say, well, what? But this is what I believe. Now, listen to me, and I'm just saying, this is where I was at. Because flu wasn't going to come near my house. Wasn't going to come on my body. Because my belief system had said, uh-uh. Have you ever had somebody say, well, your dad had this, you had this, there's a chance that, you know, this is your, you break that stuff right now. You don't have to receive that generational stuff. You can stop things right now by just doing this, what I'm telling you, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and do not doubt. On the job training. So you and I are under covenant. So the enemy is going to try to do all that he can do to get you stopped and my mic came unhooked. That's why you're having, or I'm having trouble. Pay no attention to the, I don't know. It's close enough. It'll work. <laughs> Here's what I'm asking. You're going to get some training. Some of it you will like. Some of it you may not like. But you will learn. Have you ever, this is what Jesus is bringing his disciples along. He's showing them. He's talking to them. He's teaching them. Things, I'm going to tell you this. I said this again earlier, but my son called me. Now, this is the kingdom. This is my youngest son. He called me. He said, Dad, I need you to pray with me. I need you to, you, and, you know, to pray. I said, Mom's right here. I'll put you on speaker. What do you need? Have you ever just been going through stuff? What are you confessing? If somebody's confessing to you all the problems, I don't know, oh, woe is me, this is where I'm at, and da 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 You know what? They're, they can be great people. That's not what I'm saying. But what needs to be coming out of their mouth is what they're actually going to believe before they see it. If you need a healing, don't confess what's already going on. Why give that more strength? Let's confess what's not. Let's believe what we're asking, what we're saying, what we're seeing, what we're calling things that are not as though they are. If you came to our baseball game Monday night, you would have seen Wide World of Sports, the agony of defeat. Although we won, we cleared out the bench. I mean, they're desperate. Scott had to ask me to play. I pulled my hamstring, going around first, going to second. Rick pulled his hamstring. Ron went to the ER with a concussion. Tatiana went to the ER with her knee knocked out of whack. And Wyatt hurt his quads. Other people walk around gingerly with all different, you know, I mean, it's just like, we look like, okay, team, let's go safe i mean it was but we still won how that ever happened i don't know but you know here's what i'm trying to tell you sam calls and says i need you this and this is what he's going through and so i am i'm telling you what i told him well we're going to confess this and i ask him now listen to me listen to what i'm saying i ask him i said what are you believing where are you at are you believe because he's they've sold their house they're living he's living with his in-laws and he's waiting to close on his new house. And it has been nothing but delay after delay. And, and you know, his in-laws have about 1,700 kids and 1,400 animals. Most of them Sam and Hannah's, I think. <laughs> I don't know. But they're all there. I mean, there's just a lot of folks and a lot of action going on. And he's like, Dad, we need this to happen. I said, so what are you believing? Are you believing that this is your house? Or are you believing that maybe God wants you to have another place? And there's a reason why I said that, because I wanted to hear what his belief system was. I wanted to hear him tell me, he goes, no, dad, this is our house. I said, okay, then mom and I are right here. What are we, what are we believing? 
This is important because this is how the things happen in the kingdom. He's, so he says, this is what I'm believing, that there'll be no more issues with this. We have done everything they need to do and that we'll close before the end of this month and we'll just be done and we'll get in our house as quick as we can. So I said, all right, we're going to be in agreement with that. Let's pray right now. He said, okay. So we prayed exactly that. Confessed with our mouth, released our faith, believed with our heart. And as far as I'm concerned, as one just in agreement, it's done. When we got done praying, it's not my job anymore. I've done my job. I believe I'm not doubting God's job on how he's going to work all that out. Within the hour, my phone rings and Sam goes, Dad! It happened just like we prayed. We're closing on the 31st. The bank called and said, it's done. We're closing on the 31st. Why? Now listen, inside I'm like, yes, but also inside I'm not amazed. Because I just knew that's what I, that was my belief. My, my, my point is, do you believe what you're confessing? Now, even if you haven't seen it, that's that time in between, and I understand that. That's the hard time, but you've got to see it before you see it. If you can believe it before you see it, then it shows up. But as far as you're concerned, it's already shown up. That's why Jesus could walk by the fig tree. It's just like you said, of course it is. When Jesus fed the 5,000, listen, bring it to me. He, he spoke over it confessed, he believed, distributed, gave it to the disciples, they gave it to the people, did not doubt. As far as he's concerned, that's why he could say, you give them something to eat. Now think about that. He didn't say, I'm going to give them something to eat, although he's the author of everything that happened. He spoke over it. It came into the authority of the kingdom he gave it back to them, so what he spoke happened because they gave them something to eat. Is that not true? The same thing will happen for you if you use the kingdom. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and do not doubt. Brett, what if it takes, what if it takes a day? What if it doesn't? What if it takes two years? What if it takes one? What if it takes 20 years? What if it takes two weeks? What if it does take 20 years? I'm going to keep my system intact, lined up with the word of God and say, God, you said, and if you said it, that's all I need. That's why Jesus marveled at the, the soldier. You don't have to come. You just say the word and it's done. I want to be like that. And I've got this, and then I'm done. We went to the Brownsville Revival. You've heard of that? It went on for about five years. <laughs> and I, um, I had John Kilpatrick, who was the pastor of that revival, come to uh, a camp meeting we had. And, you know, so I, I, I had made a connection there. But when we were at the revival, I wanted John Kilpatrick to pray for me or Steve Hill. And Steve Hill's with Jesus now. But, I, you know, and there's a lot of people at Brownsville. I mean, that place would be packed up. People would be waiting to, to get in there at night. You know, before the doors opened up, there'd be a line as long as this building. People just standing there. Some of them in lawn chairs, been there for hours. People just wanting, they wanted so much to see God move. And, and I got to admit, there's some people in there very balanced, and there's some people in there just wackadoo, nutsos, in, in good ways. 
I mean, there's people in there come and dress like Moses and say, I am here. You know, they're like, yep, and there go the police taking you there. You know, they're just like not right. So, you know, you get to see kind of extremes. But I, we'd get in that, that atmosphere, and there'd be things that were uncomfortable for me. But yet I could still feel God's presence in there. And I'm not saying God was author of everything that I saw that made me uncomfortable. There were some things I'm sure he was just because I'm com- uncomfortable doesn't make it not of God because I'm not God. So all that being said, I would wait. I would just get in line and like Brother Kilpatrick could be like from me to Miss Kim. And, you know, and I'm standing right there and there's there's people everywhere. And I'm like, yes, I'm right here. He's going to come right here and he's going to pray for me. And I'd be right here and I, you know, and I'd be, I mean, I'm like a little puppy. <laughs> and he'd turn and go the other way. That happened every stinking time. I'd go and try to get Steve Hill and he'd be right there and he'd go the other way. And I was, I finally, I got mad. And I was, I was mad at God. I was mad at her. I was mad at people to make Cheerios because I don't know. No. I was just mad. I was upset. And she, she was trying to tell me. She said, well, what, you know, why are you so mad? She said, quit. And basically, she was just praying and listening to God. She said, quit chasing the man. Just go after God. So this is what I did. I repented. Now, I'm, and I said, God, now, listen, I'm confessing with my mouth. God, I don't, that's just a man. What I really want is you. If you're in that man and you need him to pray for me for something, you make it happen. I'm not worried about him. I love him. God love him. If he doesn't pray for me, doesn't mean I can't have what you need me to have, whether he prays for me or not. So I got my mind off the man, got my mind on him. I got prayed for that night more than I've, than I've ever been prayed for before. It's like those guys were like honey and bees. I mean, wherever I went, boom, oh, touch him, Lord. I'm going to... I'd just get up from the floor and I'd go somewhere else and here come the other one. You know, it's just, it was crazy. But, you know, the principle, confess with my mouth, believe with my heart, and do not doubt. Now, I'm telling you all that just to say God is real. God is, is more real than we'll give him credit. And man tries to put him in a box and we try to figure him out and we try to label him in certain ways. And he is too big for that. I challenge you today... If you want to be full of faith, watch what's coming out of your mouth. Get your belief system in line with the word of God. If the Bible says it, that's all you need. Then you can study on why it says it. Do whatever studies you want, but just line it up with the word. Believe it. Don't doubt. And watch if you, again, in in the kingdom, seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. So you believe it. I know that it's going to show up. I know God. I mean, we've had bill money show up, kick back on insurance to be the exact amount that we needed for a bill. That's crazy. What's the coincidence of that? It's not a coincidence. It's just God doing what God does. It's believing, releasing, confessing, not doubting. You can do that. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please?